In today's episode, we're speaking to Anmin Barr. She is a certified business wealth strategist, gender racial wealth gap advocate, and founder of Wealth Fluency. She helps successful, driven businesswomen who are struggling with the overwhelm of gaining control of their finances to attain financial independence. We are talking to her today to see how she changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And guess what? We have the beautiful, the gorgeous, the amazing Anmin Bar here with us. Welcome, Anmin. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us, Anmin. We've been trying to organize this for some time now, so I'm super, super excited to be speaking to you. So everyone's heard your intro. They know how amazing and fabulous you are. But in your own words, my dear, can you tell everybody what it is that you do? Okay, so welcome, everybody. Thanks for dropping by. Um, so I'm Anwin Ba, as Gaul has said. I'm a business world strategist. And in a nutshell, what I do is I help business owners with their finances. It's all about having that financial management in place so that you're not only making an income with your business, you're actually building wealth. That is what I do. Fabulous. And I think this is so, so important. I always say this, making money and creating wealth are two different things. They they fall into two different categories. A lot of people are half decent or pretty decent making money. Very few people are good at building wealth. And I have to say, if I own up, I'm still learning how to build wealth. And this is, you know, this is why I think today's topic, you know, well, my talk is going will be very, very important. But we will talk about that on, the, on, the, on that segment. But for now, this is such an interesting um, area to be in. I mean, but, and you didn't wake up one day and decide, well, I'm going to be a wealth strategist, right? How did you, you know, what was your journey? How did you end up being here? And also being, a, you know, being born and brought up in the UK, you're not no longer living there, you're living elsewhere. Talk us through your journey. How did you go, you know, work, you know how did you start and where did you end up and how did you end up here doing the thing you're doing? Oh, well, my, my journey, the way it is with my money story starts with my parents, right? Mm. And uh, my dad was a diplomat, semi-retired now. Mm. So moving around, being nomadic is literally in my spirit. Hopefully mm. one day I'm going to find somewhere where I want to settle. But right now I've got itchy feet. Mm. And being in that space, everything is taken care of. Mm. I never had to really deal with any money. I never had to deal with anything for myself. Mm. So when I got to a certain age, it was around when I was ready to do go to university, Mm. um, I got sent back to the UK. So I was born there, then traveled around and then got sent back to the UK for my A-levels, actually for university. But then I went to an an American school in Italy. And um, they were doing, I did IB, which is the International Baccalaureate. And mm-hmm. back in the days, the UK did not recognize the International Baccalaureate. Oh, they so did? I had to do, no, okay. so I had to do my A-levels okay. because that's what, so I kind of. I think they recognize it. it now. I think they. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They recognize everything now. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. But then I had to do the UK version to be able to go to A-levels, um, yeah. 
yeah, a UK university. And when I landed, I was 18. I got all the credit cards, which is what you get, right? Mm. I got New Look, I got Next, I got Topshop. I, they gave it to me. Mm. And what I did, which is diligently of me, I maxed it all out on of the course. high street. Of course. <laughs> of course. Oxford give, Street give was the a, place to be. Exactly. <laughs> give, a, give all these credit cards to an 18-year-old. Of course, they're going to, that's what they're going to do. Exactly. So I totally maxed it out. And the thing is, this comes from a girl that, when my passport expired, I didn't know what to do. I literally called my dad to ask him, how, how do I renew my passport? That's how bubbled I was. Hmm. So when I maxed out my credit card, that was where the spiral all began. And um, it got worse and worse. And I think the pinnacle for me, not even I think, I know the pinnacle for me was when the bailiffs took my car. So that is where it reached because mm. I wasn't paying my credit card. I wasn't paying parking fines and I wasn't just keeping up with all my bills. I wasn't keeping up with my rent because there was so much. Mm. I was earning literally this much part-time work and going to school, but then my expenses was ridiculous. Mm. Um, bailiffs came and took my car and this was my first car guys and you have to understand I became of age when Destiny's Child became of age you know all the women were independent <laughs> that was my anthem you couldn't talk to me okay so, <laughs> so you could really, you could really turn to daddy and ask daddy for some help no because I felt like it was my fault yeah I felt like I needed to solve it mm. and also I felt responsible because I'm the eldest of four girls right so I felt like, okay, you have to sort this out. You're the eldest. You have to set an example and so on and so forth. And there's so much, there's only so much bailing out my dad could do. So I of felt course. I was setting up a bad example. So I mm. had to sort it out. But I never did. The car got taken away. I cried. Literally, I felt like crap. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I felt like I disappointed everybody. Mm. And I was thinking, oh my God, my sisters won't respect me no more as the eldest in the family and so on and so forth. And that is where it kind of turned out. I was like, this is not happening to me again. Mm. Because it got to a point where that was when we still had the electric top-ups for yeah. um, <laughs> for electricity, the little keys. Oh, they, they, still, ask- they, they still have that, by the way. They still have that. Oh, do they? Oh my goodness. I changed mine ages ago. Um, but I had to ask my sister for 10 pounds to top up my electricity. And this is my younger sister. Hmm. And it was like, no, 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 it's not happening. So that is where my financial journey started. And from that space of having to sort out all that debt, having to sort out all that shame and actually being an example, not only to my sister, but also feel like I had to make my parents proud to where now I'm in investment banking. And mm. this was a 10-year journey, guys. It's not something that happened. It took 10 years for me mm. to clear up all this explicitive, <laughs> to clear it all up, to get to where I'm getting, mm. to where, where I'm getting at. And being a wealth, a business wealth strategist came about that I was working in investment banks now. And I was in the middle of all these very, very wealthy business owners. Mm. And I did some work in private banking as well. And in mm-hmm. private banking, for you to be a client of a private bank, we're talking of a minimum of five million pounds disposable income. So these yeah. are the individuals that we're talking about here. And, it's and what I've noticed, mm. yeah, and what I noticed about them is that they were all business owners. Mm. And what they were doing with us as a bank and what they were asking us to do was very, very different to what I was seeing other business owners do that were not in the five million disposable income. And five million disposable income means it's money you can, you know put away and not Mm. think about it and don't have to pay rent and all that stuff. Mm. So 
that is what I was like, a lot of what they were doing had nothing to do with how much money they had. It was just simple strategies, simple mm. setups within their business, simple um, tax efficiencies that they were utilizing to basically build more wealth. Mm. And I was like, okay, this is something that you can do. Why aren't you doing it? That's mm. how Wealth Fluency started in an attempt to bring those strategies that I saw the wealthier business owners mm. have to small business owners and giving you that leg up, giving you that advantage to be able to build wealth faster mm-hmm. and also build wealth in a sustainable manner mm-hmm. because you're not then putting yourself under undue pressure to get X done by X time because you've mm. already started early anyways. And it also allows you to make it sustainable because you're not learning all these things when you're a millionaire. Yeah. You already built the routine all the way back then when you were earning five thousand pounds. Mm. It's a routine for you now. So five pounds, five thousand, five million would make no difference to you because it's a routine that you've built up over time. And that's what wealth is about. It's about creating those habits, isn't it? So once you've created the habit, you don't think whether it's five hundred or five hundred thousand, you would just input because that's that's the numbers you play with, is the percentages or whatever whatever you do. Yes. And and then any larger number from 500,000 to five, 5 million is just a jump up and it's just a number. It's just an extra zero at the end. It doesn't cause apprehension. It doesn't cause anxiety in terms of what do I do with this 5 million? You know exactly what to do. If you know what to do with 5,000, you know what to do with 5 million. But you need to have those strategies in place. So that's brilliant. That's really brilliant. But how did you work on your own self-worth and your own mindset around this? Like, oh, yes, I can do this. And, um, you know, a lot of people would have that the imposters and I'm like, well, I haven't created that wealth for myself. How do I teach this to other people? And this is a very important point because you and I are both work in progress and you don't have to be an end product. I think normally whoever is, but you don't even have to be an end product. But we need to be able to be confident enough to know that I can get you results. And how did you get to that point and say, look, I haven't got there yet in my own mindset, but I think I haven't got there yet, but I know I can help you. How did that come about? Okay. So my very first mindset coach, if I could call that so, was Jen Shinchero. Okay. Uh, she is the one that started me on my journey. And I'm not mean her physically, the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she was the one that kind of started me on this whole mindset um, element in regard to how to go about money and especially around the way women are yeah. um, with money. So that's where my journey started. And I'm a business architect. So I'm a business analyst uh, mm. by by trade. So when I get into a rabbit hole, I literally go all the way down following Alice in Wonderland. And that is what she did to me. And I went into it and I read up on exactly what it is that I need to work on. And as you mm. said, Cole, it's a work in progress. Yeah. But as I progress, I am moving up a level. Where I am now, let's say I'm on floor 20, Mm. I'm not on floor one anymore. And I do not think this is a skyscraper that doesn't have an end, by the way. Mm. You're always moving up a level every single time. So it never ends. And what I am sharing is what I have learned and what has worked for me and what has worked for clients Mm. from level nine all the way to level one. Okay, That is what I'm sharing. And also, if you think about it, um, me being in the corporate space, I, I work with investment banks. They're yeah. building, they're bringing me in to work on helping them roll out a regulatory strategy mm. um, that they can make sure that they're abiding by the rules, whether it's from the FCA, whether it's from SEC or whether it's from the EU. Mm. They're not coming to me because I have a bank. 
They're yeah. not coming to me because I have an investment bank or anything mm. of the sort, but they know that I've got the skill set to deliver that. Absolutely. And that's basically the same mentality I'm bringing with my own private clients as well. I'm not telling you I'm a millionaire. I'm not telling you, you know, I've got infinite wealth. Yes. Yes. I like that. Yes. Because yes. we're, we're yes. working towards it. Of course we are. Exactly. But I'm sharing with you what has worked. Okay. Because again, money, finance is an individual journey. Mm -hmm. It's not cookie cutter. So what I'm sharing with you is more me supporting you so you can find your flow. Mm -hmm. You can find what works for you, what works for your business, your lifestyle and your personality. Yeah. I do not advocate you, you know, waking up and changing who you are and becoming the next Warren Buffett. Not at all. It's mm. all about leveraging your strength. I literally do not waste time on weaknesses. It's, it's For me, it's a waste of time. Mm. So it's literally leveraging your strength. What are my strengths? Leverage that. And even my weaknesses, I leverage my weaknesses so they're not impeding me mm. on getting to le- um, floor 11, floor 12, floor mm. 13. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. I love that. I think you need to be aware of your weaknesses and you need to absolutely capitalize, you need to leverage your, your strengths. I think I'm going to go and add the, this point that if you, the more you become aware of your weaknesses, you can bring in people, team players with you who can actually compensate for that. So one of my, really the very first person I brought into my team, and I absolutely love and adore her is Jen. She is the opposite to me, very organized, very detailed and knows exactly what to do and how to put things together and how to, yes, overarching, you know, uh, idea of how things should be put together. And I'm the opposite, the chaos. Um, you know, I, I, I do things, I get things done, but I'm really ad hoc and chaotic. But I know that's my weakness. Ask me to organize and the other can't. I, I always keep my commitments, but it's very ad hoc and no system, whatever. Whereas she's brilliant at it. So that's the very first person I bought into my team was as soon as I could afford it, somebody who can organize my business and begin to systemize it. Mm-hmm. So this is why it being aware of your weaknesses is not a weakness in itself. It's just recognizing, okay, I'm not good at that. I need to find somebody who is, mm-hmm. but I am damn good at this. Let me see how I can expand on this and, and progress on that. And this is where I found, and one of the things I, which by the way, I don't even like doing, but I'm really good at marketing somehow. And I realized, like, even though I don't like doing it, anybody else I've tried to bring into my business for the market purpose has bombed. <laughs> it's not been done very well. So it ended up being like, okay, this is going to be something that I do because I naturally am mm. good at it. Again, one of my strengths. Um, so I, I'm, I'm capitalizing and leveraging it now. And unwillingly, by the way, I'll be dragging my feet around it. But um, everything else, I'm, I'm finding people who can, you know, who can do that, who can do this part, who can do this part. And this is exactly what you're, you know, you're saying that you've been doing. And this is the only way to move forward, right? Yes, yes, it 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 is. It's it makes it sustainable. Mm. And that is the big thing about leveraging who you are yeah. is because then it's sustainable. It then allows you to stick with it. Yeah. That's why there's so many diets out there because people are trying to change yeah. and they're not sticking with it. Yeah. So instead, if you leverage who you are, 
you love your foods, eat your foods. Mm-hmm. The only thing is maybe portion control. The only thing is maybe it's graze, you know, it's smaller portions during the day rather than three big meals. Mm-hmm. And that makes it sustainable. So it's about building wealth in a sustainable manner so mm-hmm. that it doesn't just, you know, burn out. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's say the lottery winners where that has not been in place. So when yeah, they that's get a it, mindset thing, isn't it? Because they haven't accepted the fact that they can be wealthy. Well, that was exactly. going to be my next question. So, now, the, now the, I know the answer to this myself, but I want to get your opinion about it. Do you think, Anwin, it's possible for every single person who's listening to this podcast to become wealthy? Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. We have different definitions of wealth. The way we are different people and our DNAs are totally different. Mm. So all of us do not want number one Downing Street to be our home. Oh, I oh hell Downing no. Street. I, 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 I don't even want that Downing Street. I didn't even need that Downing Street. So that's, that's exactly it. I might want Downing Street. The next person might want, you know, Leicester Square. The next person might want, you know, up somewhere, number two. Timbuktu or something mm-hmm. we all have different definitions of wealth and we all can be wealthy and I keep mm-hmm. saying this not all of us want the 16 bedroom mansion no I think everyone's idea of what they are feel com- that they feel comfortable about yeah. is different and that yeah. changes over time too you may start off and think oh I want a 60 bedroom mansion then you think there's one of me and you know how many bedrooms can I sleep in <laughs> so people's idea of what they desire also changes mm-hmm. so yes but but I, but the point is, whatever they want is 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 possible for them, and every single person listening to this podcast, doesn't matter where they are in the journey, where they are in the wealth building journey, they can start today and become wealthy. It may not happen overnight. It may not happen over the next year. It may take the next five, ten, even twenty years, but it's possible, and they can arrive. But they need to have that belief, and this is why I asked you this question because I think a lot of people. First of all, they think making money is hard. So this is a limiting belief they need to get rid of. And the second one that I come across a lot is, you know what? I can make money. I can't keep money. And to become mm-hmm. wealthy, you have to be able to keep money. So That's how do you help people with that kind of mindset? Around keeping money. So for me, again, I am a compulsive spender. Mm-hmm. And the important thing here has been being intentional about my spending. So mm-hmm. I still get my adrenaline high because literally, guys, I'm excited as hell to go buy a screwdriver out of B&Q. <laughs> I am spending. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's then being intentional about it in regards to, okay, what am I spending it on? Mm. I still get my adrenaline rush because it seems at the end of the day, it's not necessarily the what I'm spending. It's mm. just the fact that I'm spending. Mm. So I make sure that I do my self-spend. So um, spending on myself and that's allocated for. I make sure that I spend on investment. I make sure I spend on recreation and everything that satisfied me mm-hmm. is being catered for. There, there were times where I would go out literally and buy 10 pairs of shoes and I've got only two feet. But then that would be something impulsive and spontaneous. And I might not do it again for another three, four months. Mm-hmm. So rather than live with the guilt of, oh my God, I shouldn't have done it, but I've already spent the money. And that is why I advocate me and my husband having separate cars because mm. then the, the the shoes will stay in the car and then I'll bring them in the house one by one. So he will not know that I've literally gone out and spent all this money on 10 pairs of shoes all at once. Mm. And what has happened is then now I have a shoe fund so that when I have that urge to mm. spend on 10 pairs of shoes, I can because I knew I knew that it was going to happen. You see where about leveraging your weaknesses. Mm. That is my weakness. So I've already put the money so that when that time comes for whatever emotional reason why I feel I need retail therapy, I'll go and do it. 
And because that dip does not happen every single day, mm. it might happen, you know, two or three times a year. I've been putting money a consistently for when I know that I'm going to have that deep and I could do it and still not feel no guilt about it. Because again, as you teach as well, go is that energy as well that I attach to money that will mm. come back to me. And I don't want to attach guilt to money. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. I love that. I never thought of it this way, but that's because you know, I don't, any of the five bank accounts that I talk about, it's about, I would say just go and spend it on fun money or large purchase money for that matter, depending on, you know, how you're viewing it as fun or as, a, mm-hmm. as something that you want to go and buy. But yeah, you can actually, if you are, um, you know, you can create a, this is almost like creating a buffer zone. So if you know you're going to have the surge and something that happens, instead of spending and feeling guilty about it, why not create a buffer zone where you're like, okay, I need this. This is my emotional therapy. This is, I need to go and do this. And this is how I'm going to feel good. I know it. And there's no point in me kidding myself thinking I'm never going to do it again because I know I will. Let me just create a buffer for it so that when I have the urge, I have the money, I can go and spend guilt-free. And if you do it that way, obviously we both know this, when you spend money guilt-free and you're happy, you actually, it becomes an investment and you attract more abundance because you're now in a higher vibration and you'll attract more abundance to you. So actually, that actually benefits you more. Um, I love that. I love that. I love the way you've you've progressed from someone who was completely <laughs> getting a car towed away by the bailiffs to someone who's actually now strategizing, working out, okay, I know I'm gonna do this. Let me let me create a buffer zone for it. Let me create an account where I can, you know, allow myself to indulge in this. At the same time, let me strategize my life and work out a way how I can go become wealthy. And all the time I'm progressing up the ladder and I'm never stagnant. And the strategies in place. This is a phenomenal place to be in, and, I, and I'm really, really, really impressed. So tell us, and when, how, you know, what would be your parting comments to someone who said, "Oh, you know, thinks, and when you sound amazing, and what you've done is, is brilliant, but I don't know how, how, you know, how to break free from my spending habits. I don't know how to break away from spending all the money that I get and actually moving towards wealth. What would be your parting comment to someone like that?" It all comes back to you. It all comes back to looking at yourself. What patterns are you seeing in yourself? Because if you do not understand yourself, Hmm. if Google knows you more than you know yourself, then you always fall in these little pockets of resistance Hmm. in your path to glorious wealth. (laughs) So it's about literally knowing yourself and knowing what your weaknesses are. You mentioned, we mentioned it earlier, being Hmm. aware of your weakness and then being able to leverage that so that you are not your worst enemy. Mm. You become your best friends in strength and in weakness. You know, for better, for worse, remember those vows? (laughs) That is the vow that you're doing for yourself. For better, for worse, I am still building wealth. So maybe rather than buying that Gucci bag, which looks absolutely lovely, put that money in a fund. LVMH, I think, is their um, tick symbol. Mm. And you buy the stocks instead. Mm. And... That gives you a different kind of rush. Trust me, when you do it once mm-hmm. and when you look and you see that your finances, you are on your way to having your finances in order. You have that business that is bringing in that disposable income for you to be able to even build more wealth. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different feeling. So the aim is even if it's one pound, hundred pounds, a hundred K, you want to put your money to work. So what are ways that you can put your money to work? And sometimes it could be something as simple as putting away five pounds or I can't remember, is it money farm? There are a lot of apps nowadays that you don't even have to be intentional about it. Mm. You spend, you know, two pounds, 10 in Marks and Spencer's. It takes they'll round it up. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know those ones. They yeah. just round up your money to the next pound and they take that money and put it into an investment. 
Yeah. And you can, you can start with that and you're literally investing ATP mm-hmm. or 90P. And that's how you start. And those are the habits you're building because you start seeing this account grow from your 50P year, 20P year, 10P there. And it gives you that adrenaline rush for you to want to do more. Yep. And yep. that yep. is the way it just builds up that you will come talking to me and telling me about blockchain and cryptocurrency. I'll be like, girl, where? Because <laughs> it's literally you. And that is where I want everybody to be, that you're excited by it because you're seeing the results that yeah. you want. You're seeing the results that you desire and that lifestyle and that wealth that you actually envisage is actually, you know, literally in your face right now. And you can taste it and see it and feel it and caress it and do all sorts of naughty things with it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. How can we connect with you? How can we find you on the internet? Oh boy, I am everywhere and anywhere. But definitely guys, you can find me on Facebook, Anwin Ba. You can find me on Instagram as well, um, Anwin Ba, where I share my nomadic journey, me and my kids traveling the world. In fact, right now I'm in Jamaica. Last month or two, yeah, last month I was in Orlando. So you can follow my journey there as well. And you guys can find me on my website as well, um, www.wealthfluency, that's wealth and fluency, one word, dot com. So looking forward to meeting all of you guys. Fantastic. So if you are listening to this on the podcast, remember all the links that Anne has just mentioned will be in the show notes. And if you're watching this on YouTube, then down below in the description section, we will have all the links for Anne as well. Go and check her out. She is one kick-ass lady and an awesome, awesome, awesome mentor. So you do want to go and find out and see what else you can learn from her. And we're going to have to have you back on our Money Talk segment because this has been a really, really interesting conversation. But I want to go in deeper and ask you and pick your brains about how to invest and what to invest so we're going to have to have to have you back is it you up for that sure definitely i love that topic legacy <laughs> fabulous okay so thank you for joining me and uh, on today i will be back on another friday feature with another amazing guest sharing how they change their life by changing their mindset until the next time we meet this is gokhan signing off take care and bye for now If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.